0: everyone and welcome to season two of we accidentally vaporized our podcast we're your host lauren that's me and lachlan that's the other one that's right and each week we're here to talk about a new chapter of percy jackson the olympians the sea of monsters
1: we'll deep dive into the plot the characters emotionally charged memories the book brings up for us and pretty much anything else that comes to mind
0: the lightning thief was a wild ride and we're so excited to be back with sea of monsters
1: so grab your nectar and ambrosia and settle in for this episode of we accidentally vaporized our podcast hello and welcome to this week's episode of we Accidentally vaporize our podcast and while we are not accidentally vaporized we are we are a podcast Uh, my name is lauren and i am as always joining my fellow podcast host
0: Lachlan. you're welcome (laughs) yep for doing this still i'm trying to
1: one up myself and every week i don't think of it until like we're going Mm-hmm. like i don't think of the title or what i'm gonna say until it starts and then i'm like wow i really should like think ahead but you know that's
0: unfortunately not
1: me as a yeah. person
0: you um, know i still I think you like... do a better job than i would have so
1: yeah um speaking of not thinking ahead i am now going to
0: give a very improvised um recap of the last chapter Um, i just want everyone to know that this shouldn't be that hard because we literally just recorded the last episode five minutes ago not even five minutes (laughs) this should be the easiest recap ever it
1: should but now there's all this pressure for it to be an easy recap okay so Mm -hmm. they arrive in miami um unfortunately it is now june 18th which means they've been away from him for 10 days uh, which means they need to get back right away because, you know, Talia's tree is going to die. The camp is going to be, uh, the camp down is going to fall. The camp's going to be overrun by monsters and everyone they love and care
0: about is going to die. What you if know? everyone's already dead and they just don't know it yet?
1: I mean, as we find out later in the chapter, they are dead. Oh, that is dead. true.
0: Wow, well, sh- I should have mentioned in the moment. You should have. That would have been really funny. What <laughs> have been? Let's go back and re-record that whole episode.
1: Um, so... Um, They find out Clarice's prophecy. I do a cool proxy voice. We're not going to read the whole prophecy now. Um, And Percy decides that to complete the quest, they're going to send Clarice by herself with the fleece all the way back to camp Um, because they only have enough money for one person to fly. So they send Clarice on her merry way. And then... They sent her just in time because all of a sudden Luke and his minions of evil surround them and take them onto their evil ship, the Prince of Andromeda.
0: I do um, have a question, though, real quick about Clarice. Can you still buy tickets at the airport anymore? Ooh. I mean, obviously, this was a while ago and so likely was definitely still a thing, but these days, because I've always uh, obviously always bought in advance because like who shows up to the airport and buys a ticket right then can you Um, do that anyone in any romantic comedy ever yeah I mean like obviously like they can change your flight if your flight gets canceled
1: I I think you can still buy tickets when you get there I think you're just going to get a Mm -hmm. terrible seat and it also depends on where you're going and Mm. what time of day it is
0: yeah like you probably can't buy one immediately get on a flight yeah. You have to so sit for anyone, a few hours.
1: So, if anyone has bought a ticket recently, I'd uh, like to share. Their <laughs> <career> with, <laughs> let, um, us let us know
0: if this is a thing you can still do, or is this okay. something that also dates this book?
1: Yes, please let us down. Um, <laughs> so, they're on the ship with Luke and his evil minions on his evil minion ship. Um, mm-hmm. They tell Luke that Clarice is gone with the fleece, and before Luke can follow, Percy does his best to stall, distract, stall and distract. You know, like the DS. Mm-hmm. Um so he uh casts an iris message to camp, where we then see that everyone's still alive at camp, including Dionysus and Tantalus. Um, Percy then gets Luke to admit that he was the one to poison the tree, meaning that Chiron is innocent. Um, Dionysus then relieves Tantalus of his duties. Tantalus finally gets a cheeseburger and is unable to eat it because he goes back to the underworld uh, mm-hmm. with just due karma. Um, And then they kill the Iris message. More evil minions of evil come out, surround everybody. And Luke ominously smirks and tells Percy, you're never getting off this ship alive. And that's where the chapter ended. And we will pick up right there in chapter 18, the party ponies invade. And I really hope, I I, want to see the party ponies. I don't know. I just, the name party ponies are so cool.
0: It's like a party bus,
1: but you're on ponies. (laughs)
0: you know i wish everyone could see how lauren's like pretending to ride a horse right now it's pretty funny i'm doing gangnam style (laughs) yeah you are anyway that really dates us (laughs) that really dates (laughs) anyway so percy decides to go with his next super smart plan of challenging luke one-on-one and so this of course causes all the soldiers who are about to kill them to wait and you know, sort of see what, what Luke decides to do.
1: And this is, this is kind of a callback um, to, and again, Luke even mentions it. He says like, I told you last summer, you can't bait me into a fight, which is a reference to the fact that um, Percy tried to goad Luke into one during the whole pit scorpion exchange. And I wanna say, mm-hmm. uh, Luke just kind of replied with, I'm not Aries, I'm not that stupid um Mm -hmm. but now as luke points out or as percy points out luke is surrounded by his men he can't look weak in front of them Mm
0: -hmm. yeah well also um just as a side thing agrius one of the bear dudes has brought this black pegasus mare into the room this is luke's seat he's supposed to fly away on to go like hunt down Clarice. so the horse has arrived everyone very important the horse has arrived
1: Um, anyway you can also understand the horse's thoughts and the horse has a potty
0: mouth (laughs) yes it does yep so like lauren was saying like percy sort of trapped luke now where he says like you keep aborting a one-on-one fight with me it's are you scared that your warrior's gonna like watch me beat you up and now he's like trapped luke because if luke says no just because like He doesn't want to waste his time fighting Percy or whatever else. It's gonna make him look bad. It's gonna make him look weak to those around him. And if he is supposedly Cronus's right hand man, that's gonna be a big problem if if he suddenly looks weak in front of all these people that are following Cronos, even though Kronos isn't actually here yet.
1: Exactly, especially because they're monsters. They probably respond more to like the proof of the battle than like
0: just the word. Definitely, yeah. So of course, like by then engaging in the fight even though like he'll he'll look good for his army he will lose time chasing after Clarice but Percy is hoping that again you know by putting himself in harm's way this will give Annabeth Grover and Tyson an opportunity to figure out a plan and get away again like he's willing to sacrifice himself for his friends to get out Luke finally gives in says he'll kill Percy quickly and pulls out his super evil because it can kill humans Backbiter sword, you know, celestial bronze and regular steel. And Percy even says, like, there's something really, really evil about the sword. Like, I can sense a tragedy around its creation. Like, someone died in the process. Like, this is a bad, bad sword. So, that's fun. <laughs> and Luke also gets a shield from one of his men. And that's like, Luke, like, at least give him a shield. Like, don't be a complete jerk. And he was like, oh, mm, sorry, Annabeth, you got to bring your own weapons to this party, which is like kind of dumb because he did have the sword on him, but he didn't have the shield. Whereas someone else, had, so technically he didn't bring the shield. I'm not going to give a shield to someone I'm trying to kill. Like, like, could Annabeth hand Percy her dagger so he could fight with, this? even though you wouldn't I really want like to just, fight. No, but, and, and Percy, but like, like the principle of it, could he? Could could he strap the knife to his side in case he drops true. her t- you know sure, but would, would Luke be like there. it's my my fight my rules my boat my rules you know <laughs> um Percy does point out though that um
1: it's there is like different ways to fight and like pros and cons of having the yeah, shield pros and so. cons of each ones and he does mention that like maybe I should have stayed at camp. Up uh, and are going to fight um and i do I, I i thought of that after you suggested the knife because i was thinking like if person's holding a knife in one hand and a sword in the other he's just gonna hurt himself like he doesn't <laughs> have the experience necessary
0: yeah he even says like now i'm going to pay for not listening to him so he's like going to this like pretty sure he's gonna die which is like pretty awful <laughs> yeah so and then he almost does die he says that luke almost killed him on the first attempt the sword goes underneath his arm slashes through his shirt and grazes his ribs causing him to of course immediately be in a lot of pain with luke pointing out like even looks like yeah you're out of practice dude this is embarrassing for you yeah (laughs) this person
1: last time like the two of them actually sword fought Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: no, no. They, they had private training once he figured out he was the son of Poseidon, but like the only person who was able to, hold, able to hold his own against Luke, who is, as we know, the best sword fighter the campus has seen in 300 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he was covered in water. He was cheating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is, you know, looking too great for our boy. <laughs> like his heart is already racing. So he does, does what he knows best. He finds the water. He jumps into the pool that he used for the iris message earlier he creates a funnel cloud and blasts out blasts it out straight at luke's face which knocks luke over but of course before percy can go after him luke is already like back on his feet again because you know he actually knows how to fight yeah sorry percy hate to say that's fighter in 300 years yep so percy does though cut off part of the shield so not a great shield apparently yeah that's that's a little uh that's not good yeah but, but then, also as... then i feel
1: like you can use the usually the edge shield as like a weapon <laughs> but i just love
0: this this whole like parallel A spork now mm-hmm.
1: you know <laughs> oh, anyway a, knife,
0: a spoon knife mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna ignore that anyway i love this parallel here of as Percy is hacking into Luke's shield, Luke is hacking into Percy, AKA stabs him in the leg. <laughs> Which one do you think is more successful kids?
1: I so, mean, that fife is holding up well.
0: <laughs> so Percy, of course, now can't even stand on that leg because it's so injured. And he's, like, trying to make it towards the swimming pool, but he knows he can't make it. He's too injured, too messed up. His body's shutting down. Luke even knows he's slowing down and says, and, like, Percy can see his blood on Luke's sore. Like, it's bad. It's really bad. But then Luke's like, you know, one thing before you go to the underworld, before I kill you, he looks over at Aureus, the other bear, and says, oh, yeah, you can eat your dinner now. And who's that Which dinner might like- be wondering? and grover <laughs> like
1: these. Like okay no offense to grover but like grover i understand like <laughs> no because like luke and grover were never that close apparently but like mm-hmm. this is annabeth this
0: is like the trial that like is he in is bubble. letting annabeth be eaten alive yeah also like because i'm gets- assuming because it says like the the bear man lifts my friends and bare his seat so he's not gonna like mercy kill them like break their necks and then eat them like he's he's going to eat them alive with percy watching like all like oh this is dark this is dark stuff if you actually think about it for a second
1: but i feel like the mixing of meats and the fact that they're raw they wouldn't taste that good
0: like i'm kind of like but also it's a he's a bear man and bear (laughs) bears don't cook their food last time i checked but he's half man the man part may cook food oh my god Anyway, but luckily, that can happen, luckily we get a, a special moment of oh, everything's really wrong. We need some new surprise twist to save everybody, and that new surprise twist is a giant arrow that hits the bear man in the mouth, and then he crumbles and dies, dropping Abeth <laughs> and Grover. Yay! Um, <laughs> his brother yells for him and lets the Pegasus go,
1: um, allowing the. Uh, the black pegasus to get free kick him in the head and fly away
0: i love that it took the second to kick him in the head oh yeah he was like i'm getting my
1: little revenge
0: yep and and apparently that kick in the head was enough to kill him because it says that both bear twins dissolve into smoke with luke's guards watching too stunned to do anything and then all of a sudden there's this wild cry this wild war cry and hooves and dozens of centaurs suddenly charge up into the in, onto the deck, and Tysacross is so excited because the ponies have arrived. The party, the ponies have arrived to rescue him. Like, like what more could he want?
1: The ponies are coming. The ponies are coming.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he and Percy even sees Chiron among the crowd, like all different types of horses forming these centaurs, and he sees some with shirts like glow in the day shirts let's say party ponies south florida chapter a lot of them have baseball bats paintball guns Some are dressed with like you know, like the crazy football fans with their like chest painted you got one guy with the helmet with the coke cans on the sides like they are they're ready to party and also to kill so oh, yes. you know
1: and they're willing to do that. both at the same time
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah oh yeah oh they're they are here for it um luke tries to attack back um and then gets hit in the face by a arrow with a leather boxing glove at the end of it Um, i love that which i'm pretty sure the joker used in like the original like 1960s batman tv show um which i love um and the warriors scatter um they're coming in hot um and the loose warriors sort of end up falling off the ship also because they're just it's so um it's like wet and stuff and they're all running all over the place uh and Chiron sort of casually walks over to uh Percy and drops Annabeth and uh um picks up Annabeth and Grover and puts him on his back um and Percy's leg is still like you know on fire um and emotionally yeah (laughs) Um, Luke is trying to like get his army to attack, but um and as they start to like get back into it, um Tyson they're starting to like get over their surprise and get back into it. Um and Tyson's is slapping them into the Miami Bay, but more of them are coming. And Kyron makes the uh, tactical decision to retreat, um, mm-hmm. as Luke shouts, "You won't get away with this, horseman." Um, <laughs> And then he gets smacked in the face by another boxing glove arrow. <laughs> um, uh, and then one horse calls over to Percy and puts him on his back and tells him to get his big friend. So he's like, Tyson, come on. So type in, Tyson drops the two warriors that apparently he was about to tie into a knot um, and jumps on the centaur's back.
0: The centaur is like, whoa, you, uh, you need to go on a diet.
1: Which is Um, like that's
0: rude because Tyson is already like super tall, which would mean like for health he should weigh more than someone who's Percy's height because proportions. It's rude. I I mean, he didn't jump. I think jumping on to a horse versus just getting on it is. But still, we don't need to fat shame people. There's no, there's no room for that. Just ask them to slowly get on next time.
1: I mean, in the heat of the moment, for everyone. Well, he
0: should have had his own uh, centaur. Yeah. Well, you know, the centaur offered after already picking up Percy. So that's on yeah, him. True. That's on him. Um, anyway. All... Yes. Yep. <laughs> so Luke's warriors are, are like regrouping, getting ready to fight. But luckily, all of the centaurs are ready to jump off of the side of the boat. Percy is worried they're going to die. But luckily, they hit the ground absorb the impact perfectly hardly feel a jolt and they're galloping off yelling taunts back at the boat as they like racing down miami so they escape yay (laughs) and then um like they're going so fast in the streets and buildings are blurring so you know so much the gray sisters taxi and they're traveling like really far they get outside the city and end up in some lovely florida swamp land and who doesn't love that <laughs> so they're sort of hanging out this trailer park all of which are trailer horse trailers you know fun to mention with like separate like tvs so is, yeah, mini this fridges hmm? this is their home and that's really cool yeah i also love that they mentioned they use mosquito netting because like you gotta be prepared for florida oh, it's yeah, bad you stuff you well, do. yeah so essentially this whole like dude camp that they've like built for themselves just to hang out um, and party it's get, like the
1: trailer park equivalent of a frat house.
0: Yes, yes, this is. Yep. And so all the guys talking about how like excited they were and how much fun the fight was. One guy's like, "Did you see that bear guy?" He was like, "Whoa, I have an arrow in my mouth." And the guys like, "That was awesome, head slam." As so they headbutt, clearly losing several brain cells in the process, as they like stagger off with these like weird smiles. And even Kyron's like, "They really don't have the brain cells to spare. They really need to
1: stop." it's it's always weird to like see people's families and be like oh i see where you get that and like i don't know how you are and they are and like with yeah. the
0: car and it's like i don't know how you are this mm-hmm. and
1: and they are that it's yeah. i don't know i'm trying to be really funny
0: yep clearly in the thousands of years that they've all been alive he's been on his own for a while he, well, he wasn't on his own he's just been
1: well but like like separate him. from them
0: separate yeah from separate them. from them yeah, yeah. So yeah. So Kyron's like, yeah, of course I came to save you guys. And You are know, like you cleared my name. I couldn't let you die. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I love you guys, but also like you did me a, you did me a solid. So, and he says that, um, he knew that they would wash up near Miami because everything strange washes up in Miami. And he had, has this deal with Iris cause they've been friends forever where she would alert him if any important communications came through. So because of that, he was able to listen on their iris message, find out what was going on, see that they had solved the whole issue, and then he convinced his brethren, who were always down for a fight, to join him in racing down to Miami to save everyone. And then over on the side, Tyson's learning how to operate a paintball gun, which can only lead to problems. I I'm really happy that like they're just embracing Tyson. Yes. Oh yeah, no, he he. I mean, he's worshiping them like he loves ponies. So this oh, is yeah. so great for him.
1: This is the best day of Tyson's life. He <laughs>
0: found his he, he found he, his brother. He hung out with Rainbow earlier.
1: Yes, he hung out with Rainbow. He found his brother again. They had a really cool adventure. He got mangoes. He had the only thing that everyone needed, and they were all like, "Tyson, you're so cool." Then
0: he got to see a bunch of ponies. This is a pretty good day. It's a pretty good day. <laughs> You know, so um Percy, of course, is upset that they're just gonna let Luke get away, like with Kronos on board, or at least parts of him. <laughs> and Kyron's like, yeah, you know, this was kind of a draw, you know, like he wasn't ready to take all of us out, we weren't ready to take him out, so, like no one won. But as Ambeth points out, they did get the fleece and Clarice is on her way back to camp with it. And Kyron. Still doesn't look like actually happy with what's going on, which is a little bit concerning, you know, wondering what's up with that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all true heroes or whatever. Um, and as soon as they get Percy fixed, he's going to send them all back to Camp Half-Blood and confirms that he's also coming as well now that he's been reinstated. And also says that he's he's too sophisticated for the rest of these centaurs anyway. He oh, can't yes. stay much longer. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. also says like, I want to see I'm curious about the fleece. I'm like, so this of course is now making Percy think again about what Luke said. Like, I was gonna let you take it once I was done. But of course, like Percy, like what we were saying earlier knows that they wouldn't do it just to be nice. They wouldn't do it for nothing. Like there has to be some other level to this if what Luke was saying was actually true.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he, he mentioned that Cronus always has a plan within a plan. And then I tried to think about what, what was the plan within the plan last time?
0: I don't remember anymore
1: okay I am I'm trying to think if there was plan with it plan. I don't think there
0: really was I I remember you saying that phrase it's been too long now
1: (laughs) I don't don't remember saying that phrase
0: (laughs) anyway so at this point Tyson you know with his paintball gun shoots one of the centaurs which hurdles him into the lake He jumps back up covered in swamp, muck, and blue paint, but like really down for it. Gives Tyson two thumbs up, ready to go for round two. And so Kyron's like, "Um, Ameth, you and Grover should probably supervise Tyson and the rest of them. You're like, make sure like no one dies. Don't let them learn any more bad habits. And there's some sort of weird weird silent conversation that happens between the two of them. And finally, she's like, yeah, sure, Kyron, come on, goat boy. And I think that's really interesting the way she, she calls Grover Goat Boy, thinking about earlier when Luke called Kyron Horseman. Why are you? Of course, he meant to be mean, two. and she means it's like a joke insult, but like. Had he always used that type of like? Was it a joke insult at some point? Like, did he call Grover that back in the day? And just kept that like because like everyone has like certain styles of like ways they they say things. And then like the longer you're with someone, you pick up on that speech pattern, or like you like take phrases from your friends. Like, like is this her saying "go boy"? Is that I, something that she got from Luke?
1: I I think Percy is also referred to him as "go boy." Like, I want to say the. What can you refer to him as go boy a couple of times like, i don't think this mm-hmm. is the first
0: time but i think it is very interesting like how close that is together
1: yeah it is but i don't yeah.
0: i, don't, I think i more. think i i personally feel like it was deliberate to have luke say that particular phrase and then Ambeth to say this one like right after
1: maybe yeah. maybe um, it means something to me even if it doesn't to you <laughs> i i just don't want it to mean something to me because i don't want to think about like Percy and and uh, not Percy Luke and Annabeth being that close because I mean like you know he was a lot older manipulating her and also like
0: I don't know he's just like a bad word. <laughs> I mean, they're like he is definitely a terrible person, but like they also like you can't deny like for the longest time like he was her only friend for like several See, years.
1: He might not have been her only friend. She might have had other friends. He
0: might have game. been her, no, but like. But he and Thalia still were the people that like saved her life. Yeah. And so in that way, like she was someone that she looked up to, someone she spent a lot of time with. And so regardless of like what their relationship was, like just being that physically that close around someone for a long time when they're talking, like you're going to pick up things that they say. Like there are certain phrases that I still use that I got from people I haven't talked to in years, but because I was at one point really close with them, I took on phrases that they would often say or certain styles of speaking. True, true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she and Grover head off and now it's time for Chiron to scold Percy a little bit because he knows that Annabeth, well, Percy kind of forced Annabeth to tell him about the prophecy, which she had said before was not good or something that Percy should know about yeah and of course I like Percy here like he says like it wasn't her fault I made mean, her tell me like he he's not gonna let Aunt Beth or try to put any of the blame on her you know like he's, he's still gonna protect his friend and make sure that he gets the brunt of whatever punishment may or may not be coming but I mean it is the truth he did force yeah. her to tell it. yeah but like he's not trying to like make her into a scapegoat or anything exactly and I love this here like Kyron's eyes flickered with irritation but then he's like you know I guess I couldn't keep it from you forever and, but still says like there's no way for them to know if Percy's won the prophecy like he's not 16 yet there's no way to know until it's actually like officially like unfolding and everything. Um,
1: and then he says the phrase we're simply gonna train you and leave the future to the fates and that remember reminds Percy of when he saw the fates last year
0: um, I see three old ladies knitting the socks of death
1: exactly <laughs> um, And then Percy tells Kyron about it um, by saying mm-hmm. last summer I saw the fate snip somebody's string of life I thought man I just going to die right away but it's probably got something to do with your prophecy that's going to happen when I'm 16 and Chiron is like um we don't know uh like I don't want to confirm or deny
0: anything because that'll mean you die but like I don't want to confirm or <laughs> deny um yeah well they're also that's also how they're choosing to interpret it is that well, percy I mean, will die you know and like that's the problem with like trying to interpret all these things where, like, like clarice interpreting earlier on thinking that she had to go alone because her friends were going to die or like she was exactly. going to fail the quest yeah you know, like all but, these things like
1: but i mean the, the
0: like it's definitely looking that way but again like there is them
1: cutting it means that someone is going to die and yes it seems most likely to do it. if percy saw it it is most likely mm-hmm. you Who deals
0: with it yeah no but i think but there is still danger in trying to like get ahead of the prophecy by trying to understand what it means you know like no like so far we've had two so far and neither one did the person who received it actually understand what it meant until looking back on it after the fact exactly so like they've had prophecy for hundreds of years doesn't mean that they actually know how things are going to play out
1: yeah and as Ki- Percy points out th- this and as kyron points out despite the fact that they don't know any other child any other half the child of the big three there could be more he says that we yeah. know of there are none that we know of there might mm-hmm. be more that we don't know of um yeah. like, like we
0: thought it was gonna be thalia and then she died so it doesn't mean that percy's actually gonna live to six. like he's a main character but like diversion killed off it's main. Character. you know like things exactly. can happen um so yeah that's that's a yep yep and so Percy of course is freaking out like Cronus is rising he's going to destroy Mount Olympus and Chiron's like yeah but we're going to stop him it's also not today you know like and you and you won't be alone when that happens but of course like Percy's feeling pretty alone because of what Ambus said like one single choice by a hero is what will decide what's going to happen. So like, even if he has a whole army behind him, something's going to happen where Percy alone, will like make a choice, he thinks at least. Yes. Um, and then Cameron makes reference
1: to someone named Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain saying that he also <laughs> said to me about how one lousy hero um, where what good is one known as a hero? And then he ended up single-handedly changing in the course of your Civil War. Now, I don't know who that is, but I just find it funny that this is the second major reference <laughs> in this book
0: to the yeah. Civil War. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> do you think that, like, Rick is a secret, like, Civil War buff?
0: Well, I mean, he was an English, but, I mean, clearly he, like, really enjoys history, so. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. It gets It gets woven in a lot as we move along with things yeah it it does yeah but yeah but also kind of also talks about this like cool i guess in a way like this the specialness of heroes and that like percy and the other demigods they exist in both worlds in the god and human and that's why you know like they're so important because they are protecting humanity And even though they won't live forever, but the monsters will. So they have to continue like more and more than have to like keep on rising up against this chaos and insanity, you know, that the world actually is if if you're able to see it. You know, like humanity has to continue like rising up against and all that.
1: (laughs) I do love the idea that like it's as much as it is, it's all of us, each one of us individually, you know, we we Mm -hmm. make the choice to stay human to support humanity, to fight.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to sometimes,
1: just making that decision.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so, and then again, like Kyron's like confirming everything that we were saying earlier about how Cronus really wants to use Percy because whether or not Percy will actually be the child of the prophecy, like Cronus thinks he is and, you know, that's all that matters. Um, you know, like Voldemort assuming that it would be Harry when it could have been, you know? been Neville. Like he forced it to be Harry. You know, he like did. how Kronos is in a way forcing it to be Percy.
1: Well, but
0: I feel like with this, it's
1: different. From, okay, I I'm yeah. sorry, I'm gonna get a little specific here, but like, um, <laughs> by going after uh, Harry and uh, um, creating that vendetta, America, essentially, yes, he, he made Harry the chosen one. Um, yeah. But it was because in the prophecy, it somewhere says something about like made equal. Or marked half it's something something involving the fact that they're both half, uh, technically using the proper terminology, they're both half uh, it's it's not half blood, it's it's something they're well like they're a, a, They both like have one more like a muggle-born. A muggle-born somewhere in their yes. or not, even a muggle somewhere in their family. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so once he made the decision and went after them, he became the child of prophecy. There was nothing that could have been done to change it. Mm-hmm. While in this case while there technically according to the pro- probably when the prophecy was written and made there was mm-hmm. one specific person in mind percy could still die before then
0: yeah. percy could still be like well like by chronos like letting him continue to live he's still perpetuating this potential
1: yes course, okay pers- yes
0: you know like like yeah. in that sense like as long as he prevents Luke from killing him as long as he's trying to continue to sway Percy over to his side versus outright killing him then like they're still allowing this potential route to, to happen to take place um though Kyron does say like now that he couldn't get you to go over today like like this today was a signing moment where you like basically said for certain that you are not going up to their side therefore Kronos is done with your butt and he's gonna kill you yeah um and then person's like hey you're you're talking like you know him and karen's like because i
1: do Ooh. um and person's like well is that why they like blamed you for the tree like is that why you said some people don't trust you and he's like well why would they ever think you betray the camp for for Cronus especially and karen's like remember hey, bro, tree. i was your teacher
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't you, you remember
1: no, i taught you this in class and Kyron Percy's like, dude, I'm dyslexic and I think I failed your class. <laughs> um, and Kyron then reveals that Kronos is his father.
0: And that's where the chapter ends. Bam. I like how in book two, we get this big, he's my father moment, like how in movie two of Star Wars, it's the big, I'm your father moment. <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. I just didn't think that
0: reference was coming because I didn't even think about it, but that was, yeah.
1: that was a good one. That was a good yeah, one
0: thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. But yeah, so that seemed the chapter of like, okay, it makes sense about why everyone was you know concerned about where Kyron's loyalties might be, you know, because you especially can imagine that did. if he if he flipped over, he would probably be second in charge and not Luke. Oh
1: yeah, and like it would be a big deal. Like every mm-hmm. single he knows their battle strategies. He knows. Oh
0: yeah. Fight, he knows everything about them. Oh, he especially mm-hmm. knowing they know that there's a spy in camp they just don't know who it is and so oh, yeah. right now like he would be the perfect candidate
1: oh, oh yeah it, it would be huge it yeah be the so that makes a lot of sense about is- why
0: he had they had to kick him out until they could prove that it wasn't him
1: exactly that was your own he'd, be the, he'd be the biggest turncoat since benedict arnold which is not a civil war reference
0: bam look at that
1: <laughs> um well, anyway, thank you so much for listening. And as always, please remember to rate, review, subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen uh, to mm-hmm. our podcast. Um, uh, next week, we will be reading and talking about chapter nineteen. The chariot race ends with a bang. So uh, we're bringing
0: that back. Bringing that hopefully back. no demon birds this time. Um, if we're bringing it back, we got to bring it all back, <laughs> including the deaths.
1: Yes, including the deaths. You know how upset Yikes. we were at the fact that they didn't like include like. The gray sisters. that would be like <laughs> a really cool? Like, you know, full mm-hmm. circle. No, the chariot race is the full circle. Sort of like how a chariot race track is, is a
0: circle. Damn. Look at that. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, so please remember to listen.
1: Uh, and thank you so much and have a good one. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Lauren. I just wanted to let you know that there is an incredible Instagram that you can follow if you're a fan of our podcast. It's called Accidentally Vaporized Pod, and if you follow it, you can see all the amazing and awesome stuff that Lachlan posts, because let's be honest, Lachlan really is doing everything for this podcast. I'm just the dead weight here. So either way, go give us a follow, and thank you for listening.